Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. How does the offer of free beer sound to you? Well, as a loyal listener of this show, we'd like to reward you uh, for listening to our show. Uh, And we're going to start doing it now with free beer, as my previous sentence implied. Thanks to our friends at beer52.com. That's beer52.com. You have the opportunity to sip eight free exclusive craft beers and it's not just a sip you get the whole thing because there's no point in opening it if you're just gonna have a sip and then throw it away so it's eight eight free exclusive craft beers from all around the world all you need to do is go to beer52.com forward slash west ham and cover just 4.95 for the postage and what's more stop hammer time listeners get two beers free so that's a total of 10 free beers with just the postage uh, so B52, uh, who are they, you're asking? Beer52.com forward slash West Ham. They are pioneers traversing the globe to find the best and most interesting beer from the greatest small batch breweries planet Earth has to offer. So no surprise then that they are the world's most popular craft beer discovery club. Each month, Beer52, Beer52, deliver a case with a different theme. Themes have included Germany. Korea. These are names of countries. Germany, Korea, Norway. Not themes in a way, they're they're names of countries. Germany, Korea, Norway, South Africa. That's not a California, is not a country. California is a state. So Germany, Korea, Norway, South Africa, the state of California, Finland, and many, many more countries and states. But not states of mind or states of well-being. States like um, Arizona. But not Arizona, California. Germany, Korea, Norway, South Africa, California, Finland, and many more. But they haven't forgotten their roots. As an independent UK company, ah, so their roots are in the UK. Beer 5.2 are also passionate about the UK craft beer scene. The UK craft beers, like like UK garage. But not as violent. The beauty of Beer 5.2 is that they don't hold you to ransom. There's no lock-in and you can leave any time. Your first box will be sent to you next day. As well as the best, most interesting beer money can buy, your case will include the award-winning craft beer magazine Ferment. 
which is a play on words, Jim, isn't it? Jim, you're... Um, yeah, lovely. Yeah, yeah good. It's Pardon. a play on words. Yeah. Ferment, which explains the theme and individual beers you'll receive and a cheeky... Oh, Jim's here, by the way. Uh, you'll receive and a cheeky snack is thrown in just to top it all off. You don't like dark beers? Well, choose the light plan. Easy. Go to beer52.com forward slash West Ham to get your first case of eight beers for free. And don't forget, customers get an extra two unmissable beers free. That's beer52.com forward slash West Ham. I thank you. Hello and welcome to Stop Hammer Time. On this week's Stop Hammer Time, coming up on the show... uh, Ken Dyer in the Evening Standard today suggested that people might know who uh, Bobby Moore and Jeff Hurst uh, were, but might not know who Martin Peters was. Uh, Jim agrees with this sentiment. I completely disagree. We'll be chewing uh, over that after the um, when we when, you know the, when we start when we do the thing. Yeah. Uh, also talking this week, uh, Pellegrini is uh, could be sacked at half time in the next game we play. Uh, this is a view held by Jim Grant. I, I disagree. We'll be uh, we'll be arguing I'm about. That we'll be arguing over that. Chewing the fat over these things, as I've already said the term chewing the fat, and I'll say it again. Chewing that fat um, are uh, Jim Grant. Hello, Jim. Good evening. Joining us again, it is a uh, author of the uh, the only and best blog about uh, West Ham United and Wagner. It is uh, Donna the Hammer, known as Russell Raphael. Hello. Or Russell Raphael, known as Don of the Hammer. That would be... Um, That's the right way round. That would be the right way. Yes, yeah. that would be the right way. You're known, My mother would agree with You're me. known by your name. Uh, that, that, that much is clear. Uh, as, uh, as are we all known by our names. I am so known fast. by my name. You're known by your name. Absolutely. It's all very opaque. So... Uh, we have uh, taken a little break, uh, so we didn't. Uh, 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 we haven't done a podcast since we played at Southampton. Jim, you and I went to that. We did. We went. Uh, we, it was we, a win. Yeah, it was. It was, a, yeah, it was, it was a, a job saving. A job saving win. Win. Yes, uh, for the prob- there was a problem that that kind of one game to save your. Because then mm. what happens after that? Um, yeah. You know, it, it, you're just kind of bumping it all along a bit, aren't you? Really? I mean, what happens if we get absolutely thrashed at Palace? Well, yeah. he's got a kind of... He didn't of, just um, got to get a win, he got a performance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yes, no, well, yes, that's true, that's true. Before we get into this, um, yeah. uh, let's talk to an uh, ex-WHU employee. Because an ex-WHU employee, Jim, has uh, the inside skinny... He, he might well have the info that we need. Has about the inside skinny on a lot of what's, uh, what's going down... Uh, on the street. That's very um, good. Let's do that. Yeah, which, yeah. which street is that? Well, it used to be Green Street, but yeah. uh, those bastards took yeah. that away from us. Yeah. And now we have to play in this soulless Thunderdome. Yeah. How oh, I hate them. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> um, so let's let's call let's call let's call it. Now he can't be here because he's ill. Uh, but we have forced him to participate in this podcast, uh, despite the fact he doesn't want to. And um, <laughs> yeah, he doesn't want to. And I'm sure uh, we he's said, desperate. No, no, he doesn't want to. Yeah, I'm, I'm um, sure he's so, keen. So we're going to ring him up, Kevin Keane. Um, Thank you. I was on. I worked on a TV show once at the BBC where uh, one of the day producers of the show it was a nightly topical comedy show called The Recommended Daily Allowance, and one of the day producers of the show was ill, um, and uh, 
So the presenter of the show decided to, in real time and live on air, <coughs> ring up this day producer. His name, I can't remember. I want to say Rory or something like that. Rang him up live on air. It's really good. And uh, this, uh, the day, uh, oh, thanks, mate. The day producer, uh, when he was rung up, went, uh, who is it? And he went, it's John, John from the, the recommended daily allowance. And this guy went, why don't you take your fucking stupid, shitty fucking show and fuck off, you cunt. <laughs> and that was his resignation letter from the show. <laughs> because he'd been rung up live against his will on this live television show. I'd be very surprised if that's X's response to us calling him a zero. I, I would be know. amazed if that's... I don't know. And it's, we're switching the I mean, mics I, on yeah. now. Well, let's not, let's not forget it's four in the morning. Yes. Uh, so we've been out clubbing. Yeah, we've been out clubbing. We've got booze in, yeah. in this. Well, room. I should have said when I said thank you earlier it was to say thank you to 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 Russell for handing me back a champagne-soked uh, handkerchief, which which he'd been using to mob up because we got champagne. Yeah, we got champagne like, yeah. everywhere. It's like a, it's like yeah. you know. It's, Russell decided it's to funny. launch the podcast, yeah. so he smashed the champagne bottle yeah. on, on yeah. the table like well, the Queen it, does. It with makes ships. change from the usual vodka. It does. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Mm. Well, anything makes the change for you, Jim, with the vodka. <laughs> but I think the no Absence. the no drugs policy has yeah. gone down well. Yeah, I think right. that's an improvement. Yeah, well, we, I'm a hundred percent behind anyway, that. Yeah. Uh, joining us now is uh, ex WHU employee. Hello, ex. Hi, how you doing? We're very well. You're not well. No, I'm actually uh, bedridden at the moment. I've never done an interview from my bed, so no. this is a uh, first time for everything. You sound like that uh, the bloke in the advert in the seventies who was um, yeah, Malcolm. Yeah, Malcolm. 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 Yeah. yeah, you can't take. Yeah. I can't take my exams blocked up like this. Bug. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. Right. You sound. It's- before my time, lads, I'm afraid, but... Oh, uh, X, yeah. oh, come on. <laughs> come on, X. The 70s were your golden era. Of course The 70s were your golden era. And then he comes home and she asks him how, oh, how did your exams go? And he, and, and he just kind of avoids the question and sort of investigates what she's cooking and says, oh, this looks good, mum. Right. Mom. But no, he doesn't say that because right. now he's... No, this I is did very that, poorly explained. I did that wrongly because now his head is clear mm. and he, speak, he right. says he articulates mum perfectly. I think Can Jim, we have a properly articulated mum, please? Mum. Jim, you've failed to invoke that 70s commercial <laughs> with any kind of accuracy. I, I don't think, I think anyone, just YouTube, um, these blocks up, wasn't that a tunes? Tunes. Uh, no, it was Vicks. No, I think it's tunes, isn't it? Because <coughs> oh, maybe that's a different person. The person can't that say tunes. Yeah, and then he no, says. No, I don't think it was tunes. I think it was some kind of nasal, right, right. nasal spray. It was Vicks. Yeah, nasal it, spray. Is this cheering you up, X? Is this, um, is this well, aimless conversation? Not really. It's just compounding the misery. Because I don't know what you're yes. talking about. If yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're, you're ill, and now you're in the dark about certain niche. Yeah, exactly. I feel like I've missed subjects. out. I, I will be YouTube. Do, yes, yes. Malcolm, his name was, or Balcob, because he was blocked up. <laughs> but uh, talking of the 70s, uh, X, obviously yeah. uh, we had some bad news at the weekend, didn't we? Uh, um, because of the loss of uh, the second of the, uh, the legendary West Ham trio of players. Um, did, you, uh, did you ever come across uh, Peters? 
I did. I mean, obviously, oh, I well, never right. watched him play. Having no. established that, uh, yeah, I wasn't around. That you're, in your, uh, you're in your mid twenties. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, well, <laughs> not quite. But we'll say say I am. But mm. um, yeah, I um, I never saw him play. But obviously, with growing up as a West Ham fan from yeah. about 1990 onwards, there wasn't much success to see as a West Ham fan. So my my dad used to make me watch many a clip of you know the three yeah. World Cup winners, shall mm. we say? So I watched them, and then I met him a couple of times because oh, he used to do. So, sorry great that's fantastic yeah, yeah so i met him i met him on uh, uh, uh west ham because he obviously did the hospitality there, yes. and i bumped into him at uh, a few games and I, as i said on an interview i did earlier in the week he's just uh, an absolutely lovely fella like yeah. he, you know you're meeting a world cup goal scorer a winner for yeah. you know it's very rare you meet well you can only meet two of them and uh mm-hmm. and I, luckily yeah. i've met both of them and but martin was an absolute gentleman yeah. and a, yeah a real a real uh travesty that he's now gone and uh, yes. I just hope that the club do all that they can to keep his legacy um, as fresh as it should be. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, yeah, wonderful, uh, wonderful man and fantastic footballer. Um, yeah. So um, we're kind of entering into the sort of uh, Christmas period, uh, and uh, we'll have uh, the January transfer window. Have you? I mean, are you? Are there any rumours out there that you've heard of? Is there anything uh, happening? Well, yeah, there's quite a lot sort of happening in terms of watching players. And I think I've probably put most of, of those names out there now. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, but the situation is still quite delicate because obviously the manager situation is still delicate. So you're not, yeah. you're not going to make any moves until you know 100% who the manager is. And um, I don't, I think we've got to just get through, as Pellegrini said in his press conference today, get through the next games in December and then assess where we are at that point. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I wonder if we'll get. Uh, I wonder if we'll get Diangana back. Do you? I don't. Th- th- no, I don't think we will. I mean, the thing is, he's actually injured at the moment, anyway. Oh, is and oh, so, right. yeah, he did his hamstring, I think, in, oh, the, in the last mm. West Brom game. Yeah, so I don't think he's back till sort of mid to late January anyhow but I'm pretty much confident although you know when I say that usually the opposite happens but right. I am confident at this point that he's going to remain at West Brom till yeah. the um, end of the season because mm. we could do with a bit of pace couldn't we I mean it's sort of when um, when we lent him to West Brom and then early in the season Antonio got injured you were, I, certainly we were watching games thinking well something off the bench at this point uh, like pace would uh, possibly change the complexion of what's happening on the pitch um we could sort of do with uh, just someone to run at them, don't couldn't we well, massively. I mean, he's going to be even more exposed on um, Boxing Day because Fredericks, one of the few players that does have it, is also mm. suspended. So um, oh, <laughs> who knows who's going to play right back at this point? Um, Zabaleta, probably, who's the uh, mm. opposite of pace. Yes, he is. Yeah, um, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, and I think, I think it's certainly... A, I think it's one of the most important criteria for a footballer um, to have. And second of all, I think it's something that we massively lack. So that yeah. would be going into the transfer window. I think we need two things. I think we need pace. And I think we need some leadership qualities. And I think that, plus a good player, obviously, is what we should be going for. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, there have been some rumours, haven't there? Yeah, too? I mean, uh, Joe Allen's name's cropped up, hasn't it? Um, please tell me that's not that's not true. Um, I think there's an element of truth, if I'm honest with you. I mean, mm. the thing the thing is, Stoke need to get rid of players. I mean, they've been terrible since they got yeah, relegated, and then big time, yeah. And obviously that 
you know, with their wages of, of these players and the fact they haven't got the Premier League money anymore, they've got to shift some of these yeah. players quite quickly. And I think Alan, you know, he's apparently, I mean, I can't say I've seen it myself, but apparently he's played con- um, well for Wales consistently. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he's had a, a decent-ish career. I mean, he doesn't fill me with excitement, but, you know, if he's a solid sort of box-to-box midfielder, it is the position we need, but... Yeah, I mean, he's a tidy footballer, but we need to be looking at a level above that. I, I feel, yeah, if we're gonna, if we're yeah gonna, I think you know, so. Yeah, he's he's another well, I mean, he's not, I don't think he's as good as Mark Noble, and he's a very similar sort of player, isn't he? I, I would have thought. No, I feel that you know, in a way, we need to, if we if we did sort of uh create a kind of team formation that puts someone in a number 10 role and we place that responsibility on their shoulders to kind of pull some strings you you could give that job to one of several players you could give it to Fornals or you give it to Anderson um I mean you know uh, Snodgrass played that position for Hull against us when they played extremely well and uh yeah uh, at the you know in one of the earlier seasons at the, right. uh, the Olympic Stadium um so we've, and obviously Lanzini uh, is is literally our number ten, uh, and it feels like Alan might be another. You know, Wilshire obviously is another one of those, and it feels like Alan is a bit more like that. Uh, someone with a bit more kind of athleticism, box to box, would be probably the go for us. Yeah, I mean, one player as well that you haven't mentioned there, but I would like to see given a chance is Conor Coventry, who I believe should be signing a new deal soon, but um, he'll probably go out on loan in January, um, is what I've heard. But it would be nice to see him get a chance because um, he doesn't get the sort of headlines that someone like Nathan Holland gets in the academy because Nathan Holland scores the goals, so he stands out. But in terms of like box-to-box and and quality and what what we need um, from an academy player coming through i think he's got it i mean it probably is too soon for him but in the future he's someone that we could possibly hope to mold into yeah. that that role i mean the under 23s are having a spectacular season aren't they are there any other yeah. names sort of you know obviously holland has, has started he's you know he has now played for the first team so um, are there any other names from that team that are well, beginning think- to come into the frame yeah, I mean, obviously, you've got Johnson, who's been really unlucky with injuries this year. And I think had he not been yeah. uh, taken off in their last game, he would have been potentially in uh, contention to play against Palace. Um, yeah. You've got him. There's a, cu- there's a couple of players that are actually out on loan. Centre-backs that are, that are decent as well. And I think, you know, it's, it's, it's sort of the thing that makes you proud as a West Ham fan is when you have players coming through the academy. Yeah. And yeah, it absolutely. almost makes them play better than they are if that makes sense because the fans get on there you know get behind them and want them to do well and so yeah. on. i think bringing in an academy player just gives you that natural boost sometimes and uh i'd like to see you know one or two get more chances than they get but it's a big gamble in the premier league now and obviously pellegrini's almost on a, a match by match basis in terms of his future so i guess it's too too big a gamble to take right yeah now. i mean this this situation that we're in now is like you know the the um in a way that it began with the the comeback against Spurs, which because the game ended three two, you felt that that you know the, that um, uh, we weren't going to reach an ultimatum at the end of that game, and then the the Chelsea win, 
sort of helped. And then now at Southampton, the Southampton felt for a long time like that might be a kind of ultimatum game. And of course, we sort of narrowly won that. And uh, But it, it just leads to sort of more issues in a way. It just feels like, as you say, it's a sort of game by game rolling sort of probation period that he's got he's on now yeah i mean i think he's got at least the next three games because obviously they come in very quick succession yeah yeah. Yeah. so i think he's got he's got those and then that will take us right up to to january where obviously if you're gonna get rid of someone that's the time to do it because they've got the whole yeah yeah, the whole month to try and shape the team a little bit um but um we shall see i mean i think given the options that are alternatives at this moment i mean i say alternatives alternatives by what the, the board are prepared to pay and do i mean obviously if they put more money into it there'd be other alternatives but for yeah. what they're prepared to spend and who's available i don't there's not many people out there that make me want Pellegrini to go. I mean, I, I've been critical of him, but I, there's no alternative. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I want, to, I want him to at least get to the summer and then see where we are then. Well, it sort of feels like you know, he, he if he can sort of keep a, this sort of evolution going, this incredibly slow, uh, tectonic sort of evolution. But but he finally gave Haller a, uh, a strike partner, and uh, if you know he is able to see other formations, like you know we we we've always felt that like we have the players to do a kind of three at the back formation with with yeah. wing backs, a kind of a number ten, two up front and Rice and Noble protecting the back three feels like that's we've got the players to play that sort of formation and if having reluctantly changed to a situation where it was like 4-4-2 up at Southampton and Haller had a strike partner maybe maybe he will sort of evolve and and uh, um Sort of because I think we 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 actually do have a sort of a fairly good squad and it what it needs is someone to get that squad playing yeah definitely i mean it was it was nice to see a change of formation i think it's no coincidence that that coincided with a much better performance but the thing that worries me a little bit with what you've just said there is that obviously pellegrini i think 67 now um so it's quite it's quite late for him to be changing his whole um approach to games and i i happened to just someone sent me this link to a man city forum when pellegrini was at the sort of end of his his reign there and they were saying literally the same things as we're saying now like he's quite rigid in his formation right, he, doesn't, he doesn't change he doesn't do this he doesn't do that it's almost identical yeah. to what West Ham fans are saying now but you hope that having seen us let or see Alair play like he did against Southampton yeah. and we'll see Antonio he might have not, not, he can't really can't go back if he goes back to playing Alair up front on his own immediately he's sort of signing his own P45 isn't yeah, it like, agree, because, yeah. Yeah. yeah he's just got to go with what works at Southampton <laughs> so the issue is though getting the I think one of the reasons that formation worked at Southampton is the shift that Snodgrass and um Fornals put in and yeah. and the idea of swapping either of those out for Anderson or Lan- and or Lanzini uh, who is is fit again, right? For yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. So that that is more worrying, isn't it? Because the the point is that, that you know we 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 closed people down, we pressed, we won second balls, and that had a lot to do with the fact that that Snodgrass and and Fulnas ran and ran and ran, um, mm, and yeah. gave gave a bit more you know kind of support to 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 Rice and Noble. My fear is if you if you put one of those more kind of 
flair players in, um, you, you, what you'll get in, in, in terms of an attacking bonus will lead to, to Noble and Rice getting overrun in, in midfield. And, and well, Zaha versus Sabaleta is not a, not a tempting prospect. A horrific really, prospect. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I totally agree with what you've just said there. I mean, I think if you've got two up front, you've obviously already sacrificed one from midfield. So if you've then yeah. got two, like, if you've got Lanzini and Anderson in there, that's effectively four players that aren't going to defend. So, and away, away. Anyway, especially against Crystal Palace with pace like they've got, would be like you said, an absolute um, stupid, well, clearly stupid thing to do. Yeah. So I do. I hope he sticks with exactly um, the same team that um, played. Except obviously he's got to make that change at right back. But aside from that, I'd go in exactly. So against X, X, do you think he might bring uh, maybe Diop at right back? If, um, uh, because he I can't, he can't play, can't play Zabaleta. No, he can't, he's, pro- he's not going to change the call. He's not going to change the back two. I think Diop could do that job. He either goes three five two or he puts in someone with pace at right back. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what the team is at this point, obviously, but I think I think you're right. I, putting Zabaleta is going to be exactly what happened against Newcastle yeah. against them. Yes. Saint Maxim or whatever his name is, like it's yeah. exactly the yeah. same type of player. Pace against him, um, and he's. Um, and it's just, well, you can't do that. So I think, yeah, if you look at the options, you, you know, Antonio, but you're not going to put him at right back after what Bilic did to him. And he's our mm. most, like, um, yeah. dangerous player going forward. Um, you're not going to put someone like Anderson there because he's not going to defend. So I think you're right. The only options that you've really got are possibly putting Duke there um, yeah. and hoping that, you know, he he can cope with the pace. Um, I don't, I, he's played there I, I once before. Isn't I don't think he did brilliantly. But I think he's yeah. played, he has played right back. We had a little spell of playing Tompkins at right back, didn't we? For a little while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, maybe we can do that on Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he'll be, he'll be there. He'll be there. He? He so just, look, there's no harm in asking. Do you know That's what? I'll, I'll, I'll have a word. Yeah, do. Yeah. If you could have a word, that'd yeah. be great. Um, we'll, let you, we'll let you go, X, and uh, um, uh, with Recover. your Horlicks and your um, uh, Lemsip Max. Many other brands yeah. of cold remedy are available. I should, I should, I should make that clear. But... Um, what do you think about this uh, three games in a week? What do you think? What, what would you hope to get points wise out of it? What do you, what do you think we might be able to do performance wise against those uh, those three teams, Palace, Leicester, and Bournemouth, in those uh, uh, three games in seven days? Um, it's going to be tough, obviously, because yeah. um, we haven't played for a while, and then we're going straight into three games in such a short period mm. of time. Um, and also, we've got two goalkeepers that aren't 100% fit and are yeah. missing right back, so you're automatically against it. Um, I'd like to think we get a draw at Palace, um, mm-hmm. let, uh, hopefully beat Bournemouth, so that'll yeah. give you four points. And then, if you can get a draw from Leicester as well, five points out of the three games is probably a a good and realistic expectation. Well, the, that, that's the optimism of youth, X, because you're, <laughs> you're, you're obviously in your early 20s or possibly well, late, not quite, late, late we'll teens. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, that's fantastic. Um, X, uh, I'm going to urge you to YouTube the. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. Of course you can, Malcolm. Yeah, of course you can, Malcolm. Um, uh, and uh, let's get you let's let's get you back face to face. Obviously, we're we're having to do this over the phone because you're a bit under the weather. But uh, but thanks for um, struggling from your sick bed to do this anyway. But let's get you back in the studio in the new year. Uh, oh yeah, great, definitely. Um, I was gutted that I couldn't come down. Yeah. I mean, I was 
was all set to come, and then uh, yeah, yeah. just uh, just thought um, it's going to be a bit of an effort to get there. It's the state I am, but I'm glad we did this. And I, I the whole place is full of champagne and hookers because we thought you'd be coming. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's it's all Mate, rather embarrassing. Do you know what? My that's partially, that's partially like true. That. Bored, the piece is partially true. <laughs> the yeah. champagne bit's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is true. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, X, thanks a lot. And uh, uh, happy Christmas, and we'll see you in the new year. Cheers, X. Yeah, Cheers. take care, everyone. Right. See you. Bye. Thanks, mate. All right. There we wow, were. Wow, some interesting, we interesting stuff. Mm, mm, yeah. Mm, mm. I'm worried about the Joe Allen thing. I, I, you think I, that I, might happen? Uh, I, yeah, maybe. I mean, he is a tidy, you know, journeyman professional mm. footballer. He's had a decent career at Premier League level. He's played for decent clubs. But, um, you know, and, and he's extra legs, isn't he? He's, if Noble or Rice gets injured, he can come in and play. But he's not making us better, is he? I mean, that's not, that's, that's not, not really. a step up, is he? No, he doesn't, he's not one of those kind of midfield engines like sort of Kante or, uh, you know, no, one no. of those. Especially no. after the performance that we saw Fournells give. I mean, that Joe Allen's looked like he's that sort of player. Uh, Fornaus is is beginning to find his feet, isn't he? Yeah. In the, mm-hmm. at, 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 at this level. Well, let's talk about the Southampton game. I yeah. mean, it, it was. Uh, I mean, it was uh, as we said. Um, they went to four four two. They gave um, Alaire his much needed strike partner, and yep. Alaire was transformed. Yeah, know? yeah, he was. He looked. He looked. He looked lively and interested in a way that you know he's been really kind of dejected in his body language and everything hasn't he in 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 recent uh weeks uh and it made it and to be fair antonio put in a fantastic yeah, performance i mean did, he, yeah. was, yep. he was he was they they'd run those central defenders ragged in many in many ways yeah um and in fact in that sense it's slightly disappointing we didn't create more no than we did um uh you know, the goal was the goal was nicely kind of it was about antonio chasing the ball down wasn't it and yep. a nice little um touch back from uh from four nows well, a nice slight, cross from was it a slightly scuffed cross? shot do we think i mean or was it or was it beautifully yes, placed and it, was I think sli- it, was, it was slightly scuffed by antonio keeping the ball in yeah well, that's how he played well yeah but i mean you know yeah. But, no, no, yeah. But, um uh, yeah the, the shot, the shot, shot was shot. it wasn't yeah. the best but it was accurate yeah it went in yeah um, before that there was a few chances we, we yeah. had quite a few chances and then we were sort of a bit hanging on at the end you know we sort of it was an unusual for Pellegrini you, you could sort of sense the tension because I don't think Pellegrini would normally do the sort of let's 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 bring on the defensive substitutions and and yeah um you know hot, all is going to be well hot. when you see Carlos Sanchez warming up <laughs> mm. <laughs> I don't think he's as bad a player as everybody no, I don't else seems no. to. But y- in, the y- right, yeah. in the right position, yeah. just protecting the back four, I think he does a fairly... He's a I didn't, shit I didn't journey he, as player. far as you guys. I, I leapt forward to the on-off button and switched on that TV. And so maybe I had a slightly different perspective. It, it didn't seem like we were hanging on to that same degree. There was a phase, maybe midway through the second half, when they were putting us under a lot of pressure. But... I think by the end we looked reasonably comfortable. I really felt we needed this. I, I had felt all the way through the game we needed the second goal, and uh, yeah, uh, yeah. obviously it was yeah. to, you know, we we, uh, we we haven't talked much this season actually on the podcast about VAR really in, in kind of broader terms, but uh, obviously it did have an impact on that game, um, and it. Uh, 
what I dislike about it at the moment intensely is the way in which uh, you, you have that moment of euphoria when the goal goes in, the immediacy of the celebration, uh, and then this kind of long wait um, to have that yeah. kind of that kind of euphoria taken away. However, it was handball, so the se- yeah, so, I have to say, uh, I mean, I think it, uh, it was handball, and it was rightly rightly ruled out. If you're if you're saying that, if, if, say, if it I was if it was a goal against us, we'd have gone. Well, yeah, VIR is, is is doing its job. On the other hand, with the penalty, it was uh, a penalty. Well, who, which one? I mean, I think it was partly the, the problem. Partly was it was, was sort of kind of two penalties in one, wasn't it? They were they were possibly both. Well, my both went my to money was on. Antonio, no, uh, Alea. Alea was yeah. the one that was pushed forward. I Antonio it, had his arm around his neck, right? Yeah, yeah. Whereas the pundits yeah. were saying the arm around the neck was, was more, more cogent. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. See, I think they were both messy, but yeah. Um, I and must say, during the, the referee didn't make a clear and obvious during mistake. the build-up. Sorry, Karen. In that sense, well, I mean, that's what it's supposed to stop, isn't it? It's supposed to stop really big bad howlers. Those both both those incidents were. Iffy. Not, yeah, they weren't clear-cut, I don't yeah. think. They were, um, I thought Antonio was going down already. Um, the Haller one, yeah, you know, was he pushed, did he go? I mean, it was, it was one of those things where they can go either way, and if the referee doesn't, doesn't give you it, then he hasn't necessarily made a massive howler, you know? Yeah. Um, unlike the one, you know, yesterday with, with the Spurs show, I mean, that was, yeah, God, that was, was a bizarre. assault, wasn't it, you know? <laughs> The uh, song one, no, the no, um, the goalie, the, oh, goal, yeah, the goalie, yeah. Kung, Kung Fu uh, you know that's clear cut. Yeah, you know, um, uh, yeah. Why the referee yeah. chose not to give that is extraordinary. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, absolutely, that was weird, really weird. Well, he gave him initially, he gave free kick to Spurs. Didn't yeah, he? that yeah. was his first decision. I think. Anyway, of, you know. the Antonio one, he, contro- he clearly can. It was he clearly controls the ball with his hand before it hits the Southampton player and, and bumps. Look, up I think when well, Antonio's charging through like that. The ball's bouncing all over the place. To- Antonio yeah, he, he doesn't control, really control the ball. It's going to hit a hand at some point. No, he controlled the ball. What, but what I took from that game was how much Antonio was terrifying them. Whether he intended yeah, pace, it, he doesn't his, know. His, his pace Sometimes he doesn't know what he's doing, but no. they don't know what he's doing. No, and no. And they were really worried by him. And we've yeah. got to keep him up yeah. front with yeah. earlier. Yeah, and the finish was great. I mean, when he, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. bottom corner, yeah, smacked he deserved, it in. He deserved the goal. I mean, I sort of, <laughs> yeah. I thought, two things happen very quickly, don't they? Because the, ball, because the defender kicks the ball against him. Yeah, but after he's controlled it with his yeah, hand. Yeah, after, that's, yeah, he does. Yeah, that, that's right. I think that's true. Um, but he definitely um, moves his hand towards the ball. Once VAR taking a look at that whole episode, the chances of the ball not hitting his hand or his arm at some point in all of that, yeah. Well, that's the, I mean, that's the problem the for me is that I, you know, I, I um, you know, when it's the other way around, I think referees should be reluctant to give penalties. So that, for example, the Declan Rice one against Crystal Palace still drives me mad. I and mean, in fact, we were on this show and James Collins told me I was wrong and said, no, it was a penalty. But... But I think it, you know. I think what he means is under the criteria that exists now. It was a it was a penalty. But that, but I just yeah, think I think the handball, handball law has gone has gone really stupid. messy and stupid. Yeah, yeah. Because, because I, I I tend to agree with you. I mean the, the 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 rice one. His hand was in the wrong place, as it were. But he wasn't trying to control the ball with his hand. The, well, he's um, using and the his Antonio hands one was handball because he definitely nudges. Yeah. He, you know, the ball's going past in the same him, way that Thierry Henry did against yes. Ireland. And that's yeah. what handball's supposed to stop. Yeah. The deliberate 
deliberate playing of the ball. But, but, but you know, the thing about the rice one for me is that if it doesn't hit his hand, it just hits another part of his body. It's like he is jumping as the guy hits a shot. In fact, you know, it's difficult to tell with that flattened angle, but it looked, you know, God, I can't believe we're still talking about the palace. But it's, well, it's me. It's me that's doing it. So it's strange yeah, it that I can't believe it. Let it go. It's strange that I can't believe it because I'm making it happen. But, <laughs> but, um, you know, he almost gets kicked in the face. He's yeah. so close. You go, well, isn't that foot up then from the Palace player? You know, why? You know, if his hand's not there, it just hits him sort of on, you know, the neck or the upper torso. Um, and that's just the player blocking a yeah. shot. Yeah. Uh, if Rice hadn't been in the way, I think it goes over the bar anyway. It's like... Yeah, it's I think we just... need to simplify all of this. And I think the bottom line is this. If the penalty gets given against West Ham, it can't be right. Right, right. So okay. That's... <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's good. Going so... back to kind of, kind of Manchester United in the 90s, mm, where yeah. it was impossible for them to concede. Yeah. That's very silly. We clear, we understand. <laughs> it's, uh, um, yeah. The it's ones I hate most are those, are those offside, you know, those, those kind of, his tire, oh, oh, Those are. I mean, I think, you know, basically, if you're the lino, playing at the, the speed at which Premier League football is played, and, you've, and it, I've, I've, run, I've run the line at kind of lower level football, and uh, it, it's really, it's not an easy job. I, I used to find refereeing slightly easier in some ways than running the line. Because you've got to be looking, you've got to wait for the moment the ball's kicked. I used to you know, look across the line and wait for the sound of the ball mm. being kicked as the, as, the, um, as the player kicks it. And, it, you know, it's, it's really knife edge stuff. And, to, to, and if, if basically you've got to spend three minutes with a computer line in which are we do we really trust those lines across no, the pitch no, no, no. well, then basically the linesman hasn't made a mistake well, and therefore no. you should allow but the goal the pundits or... on match of the day are, are looking <coughs> no. at pictures and saying that the picture isn't what you know the the VAR referee is seen oh, wow, because yeah, it's open yeah. to interpretation. You know, you know there are things that, that that it makes it look as if something's level. We're, and we're, we're well. putting an awful lot of faith in the computer kind of Hawkeye yes, situation. But it, it's the we? first season, so it will settle down. And people have been talking about: is it American football or soccer in America, where the the fourth person in the studio just looks at it and says? Uh, that's offside or it's not offside. And they're not talking about millimetres. They're just taking a look at it as a ref used to look at things. Mm. And if it's broadly that's, level, that's, they give they the should, benefit they should, of the yes, doubt. Yes, they should ease up a little bit the on the technology and, and just I watch think, a quick replay of And it. I think that's yeah. probably I, how I hope, we'll go I hope in the so. second or I third. I really, really yeah, hope so. They People love pro- gimmicks, though. And I mean, like, yeah. you know, the Premier, Premier League is, uh, and as is most international football, is run by idiots. Idiots. Yes. You know, who don't have the games uh, good at heart. They, they have money at heart and they have sort of gimmicks yes. at heart and they have this, this and that. You know, Liverpool playing this bizarre tournament that meant that we didn't have to play them this week. You know, these just crazy oh, new But they did have they to fulfil their fixture in the Carabao Cup. That's really weird, mm. isn't it? Mm. So why did... That, 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 that makes no sense, does it? Mm. No. Um, <laughs> hey, we're out to the bottom three with a game in hand. Yeah. But it was, it was, I mean, just to top that off, it, it, um, they uh, looked a tidy side and they've got lots of quite good players, I think, you know. Um, uh, Southampton? Yeah. And, well, uh, remember, look at the run they were on before they played us. Look what's happened since they've played us. They won away. The, so, the Villa, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So that puts our result, our we, game in context. They, they, they were 
slightly underwhelming. They were not all that threatening. They were, were a tidy side, but they couldn't really cause a sense. I felt unusually this season, we, 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 we just worked harder than them. Uh, yes. And that, that generally isn't the case. And yeah, I, and, that's and, right. And, I mean, and that's not, you, you know. Can, you know, a couple of things you can read. Well, one thing you can read into that is that the players really do like Pellegrini, and they were playing for him on Saturday, because they've given a very good impression of not playing for him for well, some months now. Well, also, and I'm only saying this slightly flippantly, they're on the south coast. If we go down to the south coast, we sort of fancy ourselves to play well. How many of us, when we were going to Burnley away, thought we were going to get any sort of result? When we went up to Wolves midweek? Do yeah. we, I but, don't know what I it mean, is. When well, we go to somewhere well, cold and horrible. The, manage, like the, manage, the manager's got to do his job. I mean, the team selection but for Burnley... How can was, that be? Was, no, the team selection for Burnley was, was, didn't, didn't make a lot of sense. This, you know, clearly they, we've been... Well, people hadn't necessarily been crying out specifically for four, four two, but people had been crying out for give Haller a strike partner. Let's you know our resources. Are, but there is a yeah, sense. You know, let's go back to Burnley away, and I know Roberto was responsible for two goals, and someone else was responsible for the third one. They were all individual errors, but the Burnley fans would have fancied West Ham at home, and just as Sheffield United will fancy West Ham at home, we're going to really get onto them. What is it about us? I don't know that about that. That goes, back, that goes back a long way, though. Yeah, but it? why should but it we've, be? We've had good results with Northern teams in the last few years. I think we went up to we went up to a, a win at Burnley when we went to see the yeah, cricket yeah, before we, and after. Yeah, we, yeah, you know, we, yeah, within recent years, you know, it's sort of. I don't know if that's completely true now. The South Coast, I mean, actually, completely Bournemouth, true, it's a, it's Bournemouth a are a bit of a bogey team for us. You know, we've had some shitty times down there in recent seasons. You know, we had the late comeback that was... Was it a Burnley win or a draw? It was a sort of game where we, on out of it, scored... Oh, that a three-all. Yeah, that was a yeah. three-all. Yeah. Against Bournemouth. Yeah, yeah. And we, we sort yeah. of, you know, mm. we, we did enough to win that game and didn't win it, you know. But it goes back, I mean, it's in the DNA of the club, isn't it? Southern Softies turning up, you know. It goes right back daft. to the Boxing Day, that mad Boxing Day in 1963, Eight where the, the ridiculous scores all the but way through the league, weren't Blackburn. they? 10-1, there was a 10-1, there was yeah. a 5-0. There was a, so, well, we did um, our bit. We were 2-8 um, Peter's, Peter's played it, best, bless him, got, you know, mm. RIP, God rest his soul, uh, it played in that game and was dropped for the two days later replay which we won 3-1 and he didn't get back in the team and we won the FA Cup that year that season and he did, yeah he didn't play in the cup no, fight, he didn't did he? No. no 64 63 mm. 60, it was the 63-64 yeah. season yeah mm. we'll yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, talk about Martin Peters oh we should after this message Hello and welcome to Seeing Red, a true crime podcast brought to you by me, Mark and my co-host Bethan. Each week we take a deep dive into the dark world of true crime. Cases have ranged from the murder of Christina Abbott, a high-class escort who was killed by a sadistic client, to the Peru 2, a pair of young women convicted of smuggling drugs in South America. Whilst always respectful to the victims of these crimes, we do like to tell each story in our own unique style, with humour and lots of f***ing swearing. Join us every Wednesday for a new episode of Seeing Red, a true crime podcast, wherever you get yours. Welcome back. At the weekend, uh, Martin Peters died. Yeah. Uh, now, um... 
You know, it's incredibly sad. I remember uh, when um, when Bobby Moore died, I was driving my car in uh, sort of somewhere around North End Road in Earl's Court, ironically not far from Fulham. And uh, I had to park my car. I can't remember how old it was. But uh, I had to park my car and sit and think when the news came through on the radio that Bobby Moore had died yeah. uh, because of his... Um, you know, I, 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 I probably did see him play, but I would have been very young. And, uh, so I don't really remember him play, but the, the, you know, the iconography of, you know, those red shirts and him sitting on, and him wiping his hands on the thing before he takes the FA Cup from the Queen. Peter's uh, the, the his, World Pe- Cup, Peter's, the World Cup from the Queen. Peter's wipes his hands on his shorts. Right, yeah. As he went up and, uh, so, you know, that's the second of, uh, the West Ham, uh, trio to die. Uh, now, Martin Peters was described by Sir Ralph Ramsey as 10 years ahead of his time. And uh, um, I wonder what that means. What do you think that means? I think he felt he was a kind of, it was, he was a, a sort of modern footballer, mm. a new kind of midfielder in a way, you know, that, that kind of um, those late runs into the box, mm-hmm. the whole kind of near post header thing that he did he uh, developed so what sort of um, player does that make I think, him that I think, didn't I think, exist at that time well i think people were either kind of wingers or hard-working central midfielders or strikers or fullbacks or centre-backs it was mm. a kind of you know kind of very he was clearly a te- technically gifted footballer but also a, gr- a great football brain and um was part of a kind of the kind of I mean, Greenwood had, had, had worked with the Hungarians, mm. isn't he? After after um, Hungary, Hungary's victory at, at Wembley, which yeah, sort of yeah. kind of shocked the football world, Push and that us. kind of idea of kind of a much more total football sort of way of, yeah. of, of looking well, at things. Jim, the I beginning think, of that you kind saw of, them. your pram yeah. was moved close to the pitch, oh. and uh, you were you were lifted <laughs> up, would have very seen, much like uh, yeah. in the Lion King. I, you were lifted up to see to watch the game. Yeah, by I, a, a I large saw baboon. Peters in the flesh, but not for us. So, but. No, He's I saw him, you, Jim. I Russell saw, saw him play for West Ham. Yeah, I know. I know he did. He I was know lifted he up I know, like I know. somewhere I'm, in the I'm, I'm biding my time. Buy a monkey. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I my first season ticket was August 69. I was a nine-year-old. So I would have had until from August to the March seeing mm-hmm. him in West Ham colours. I can't say I remember firsthand a load of fantastic performances, but I would have I would have seen all those. I think what I take when you say he was ahead of his time, I think, Jim, you just hit the nail on his head. Because the two, the key words for me are Ron and Greenwood. And Greenwood was the guy that was ahead of his time. Mm -hmm. And because of that Hungary game, because he perceived from watching Hungary that there is a system where you don't just pass two players to their feet, you pass to where players might run into and where the other side haven't yet thought you're going to pass. And Peter's just bought into that beautifully. And his nickname was the ghost, as we know, and that he would ghost in unmarked. And how many glancing headers did he get? Because he was just appeared late in the box and, and, and got the results. Yes, he was, I mean, you know, the thing that said again and again about him is that he was a complete footballer. Like, you know, there's a lot of midfielders that can't really head the ball. It's like, you know, there's no, there's no sort of evidence. He was a, really good in the air, wasn't he? He was a really good header. Yeah, yeah. There's sort of yeah. no evidence really that Eden Hazard is a fantastic header of the ball or that, you know, Messi or, you know, Ronaldo is a fantastic header of the ball. And Ronaldo is a very modern footballer. Ronaldo is a, is a sort of a midfielder 
and a striker and well, could probably do I think it was famously uh, Peters played every position for West Ham in his third game for West Ham in 1962 he went in goal did he yeah in his <laughs> third, done his homework hasn't he in wow. his third start <laughs> wow. for West Ham United his third start he went in goal and well, I think he was played, he's talked in the papers this week um, the quotes from Peters from whenever they were about tireless running I just ran and ran and I think it was you know, we weren't used to watching off the ball movement. Mm, in those yeah, days. that's right. But that's what Peters was doing, and he was yeah. arriving yeah. in unsurprising places. And because we had the players at that time to, to, that thought that's where he's supposed to be, because we've been practicing this in the week, yeah. that's where he was. And yeah. he was ahead of where other defenders, where the defenders thought he was going to be. Well, the second goal in the World Cup final in 1966, yeah. he sort of pops up and volleys that loose ball in, yeah. doesn't he? I mean, yeah. it's like, it's a, yeah. it's a little bit of a, you know, there's a bit of ping pong in the box and he just gets on the end of that and yeah. volleys it in the I mean, net. That, that iconic picture we were talking just earlier about <clears throat> Peter's Merst Hurst Moore um, really goes back to when I first felt an affinity with the club yes. seeing those three there i don't think the trophy was with them it was just the three of them mm. and you knew these are the, the three most famous players in the country i have an quite an early childhood memory of playing football in the garden with friends and pretending i was martin peters in my head like doing a kind of commentary and i was my yeah uh, pathetic when you think about it you look at me now but as it were but um I think that says a lot. It wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't imagining I was Bobby Moore. Or Jeff Hurt. I was imagining yeah. I was Martin Peters. He he had, he was the cool one of the three for me. Yes. in many ways. And yet there are these seeds of resentment that he went to Spurs. He did go to Spurs. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't resent. Um, no, I, don't, I, I haven't felt that with him actually. You know, I, I, talking to West Ham fans or whatever over the year, I, 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 no, I think he's loved and he owned is. by yeah. West Ham. Yeah. in many ways, and and clearly, you know, yeah. Love he gets a free pass. He gets free hit because he won the World Cup. You know. Yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. They uh, they got the best years out of him though. We had all the potential, and he was fantastic for us. But because um, what would he have been? Was he about twenty three in the World Cup final? So. Uh, yeah, he was. Uh, yeah. So he yeah, would have been about twenty six. Yeah. He was born in forty three. Twenty six, twenty seven. Yeah, when that's he right. Went he was born in forty three. So they so probably seventy. So twenty seven. Yeah, they probably got him at his yeah, prime. Yeah, yeah. He's, and we he, didn't get Jimmy he, Greaves at his prime. No, we no. didn't. No, no, no. He was all right in a way. It wasn't yeah, he? Okay. He was all right for six months. For six months. Yeah. yeah. Um, he went on, didn't he? Played to he went to Norwich, Norwich, and Sheffield United. He was Sheffield Norwich's United. player of the year, well, like yeah. several seasons in a row. You know, I but, remember him being good. For, I remember yeah, watching well, him quite a lot of goals and them, being yeah. good. When you're a class yeah. player, you're um, you know, when your brain is two moves ahead of everyone else, then you don't necessarily need the pace. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think he was a, a sprinter. He just moved all the time. He just yeah. was in constantly moving. You know. Yeah. Um, but he was, yeah, I think that, you know, 10 years ahead of his time uh, w- did define what 
what he what what a lot of footballers now are kind of required to be they're, you know now that we there are these blurring of lines between midfielders and strikers you know you've got your sort of Eddie and Hazards and you've got these players that sort of you know Sadio Mane you've got these players that sort of there's a bit of striker in them but there's but they're also kind of midfielders they can do everything they can run with the ball they can trap pass they can create chances they can head they can do that Peters was one of the first players that was sort of I think like that could yeah, sort of nah, just yeah, do everything that's... Thing. It was like a it. playground footballer, you know, because you know his his, his uh, ability in the air was kind of put down to him, you know, being tall. We were only he was six, he was six foot and half an inch, and I'm six foot nothing, and I don't consider myself tall. You know, yeah, you, do you think consider yourself good in the air? Ter- terrific in the air. Yeah, you're yeah. very good on the air. Um, oh, that's that's. that's uh, yeah. You're drunk. I'm going to switch your <laughs> microphone off. Now. It's just too. It's getting too stupid. The things you're saying are just ridiculous. Oh, well, just I'm going to yeah. shut up and open another bottle. Okay, let's open <laughs> that's another, all I'm good for. <laughs> for. I'm not uh, throwing the champagne over my trousers. Jim, could you pass me that syringe? <laughs> uh, so um, yeah, so uh, that's. Um, so we've got so we 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 as we mentioned with X we have uh, we have three games in uh, a week as you often do in the Christmas period to um, to contend with um, X was obviously presenting a kind of a, the opt- the optimist view of that uh, there's a couple of draws and a win yeah I, I mean I think that's we're going to we're going to lose at least one of those I think I fear I think we'll yes. I think we'll do very well to get anything out of Leicester. I really do. I mean, I know they had the, they've had a bit of a setback, but you know they are they are that was at Man City. They're they're, they're top yeah. quality at the moment. They're they flying. are dynamite. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you hope it's a it's a it's a home game. It's Christmas. The yeah, fans no, should be up for it. Often, might, yeah. Actually, you know, often um, often fixtures around uh, Christmas time have a slightly muted feel to them because everyone's a bit hungover. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're, they're slightly odd turkey. They're odd games, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, but uh, it's not Boxing Day. It's the twenty eighth, uh, yes, which is right. a, a yeah. bit better. So I think we can sort of hopefully build on so, our away Boxing Day performance. I sort of so feel we're, we're going to Palace. We're going to Palace. We are going to Palace, and uh, um, you you would normally be uh, optimistic. We've got quite a good record there recently, haven't we? We do. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, as X has pointed out, the, the absence of Fredericks is, mm. is a worry. And uh, yeah, I, I kind of, part of me hopes he does put D up there, but I don't think he will. I, d- I just think he's very just set in his ways and he'll just put, Oh, Zabalas is my reserve just. right back. And I think he's going to, I think he'll get destroyed by Zaha. Yeah. I, uh, he re- I really, I mean, I think Snodgrass it- will give him a lot of help if he plays on the right. But, um, I don't know. I mean, it could be quite a high-scoring game, couldn't it? We could go gung-ho at the front. Yeah. Bring Lanzini slash Anderson back um, and really go at them. But you're going to accept we're going to be exposed at the back if we do that. Yeah, yeah. I hope he plays the same team, other than the right-back, obviously, and my preference would be Diop. Um, Let's hope it's either Fabianski or Martin. Oh, gosh, yeah. Yep. And with that, I'd be confident of a point. I'd still go to a back three, and I'd yeah. stick Antonio right wing back, uh, and put Anderson up front alongside, or or um, 
or Yarmolenko alongside. Uh, I wouldn't play he, he stank the place out when well, he came on at Southampton, to be Unless fair. you put him as a front two. I don't know. Yeah. Like, no, 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 definitely. No that's, that's, what, that's what I would do. Yeah. I, I, I'd have him, I'd have, I'd have him and um, Haller up front stick um, Anderson or Lanzini in behind them. Yeah, uh, you'd I, have to. I, the only problem with that I is wouldn't. you'd have to play Snodgrass or Sanchez in central midfield. I wouldn't. Over. I'd stick to Haller and Antonio. Oh, well, he won't do it. I mean, he won't do yeah. what I'm suggesting. But it's uh, it's so work. it's so annoying, isn't it? Because I think the you know the the squad we have really lends itself. It didn't. I'm not sure that it actively lends itself to it, but it's it's a, it's a clear and obvious option to go three five two because Definitely. we've been losing a lot of football. Because Masuaku can come into the side. You yeah. got Cresswell on the left side of yeah. the back three. It's just then you'd, out you'd, you'd have um, Ogbonna and Babuena or Diop as the other two on the, on the back three. Antonio with pace as a wing back. Uh, it seems obvious to me in many ways. Yeah. I, I, you know, but he's never going to do it. No, very strange. Um, you know, and then obviously we've got we've got Leicester and Bournemouth. Um, those are both home games, uh, but Leicester are incredibly strong. Uh, what do we think about? Well, that? we'll raise our game. I think we will. Yeah, we'll raise our game. We we tend to kind of play better against better teams. I think on the whole, um, but it's still going to be a very tough ask. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, again, I think a point is the best you can. Oh, Bournemouth, I think, are, have got their own problems. They've got their own yeah, struggles. Yeah. So I think that's they're in that they're in that group with us. You know, aren't yeah. they just above the relegation zone? You've got to hope that that you've got to look at that and say, if you're going to stay up, you're going to win that game. Really, yeah. that that's the game, the kind of game you've got to win. I mean, funnily enough, I'm a bit more confident with those two games because Fabianski will have another week or so in training, getting used to getting back to full fitness, and I think if we'd have played Leicester. Um, fifth or sixth game of the season in that phase where we didn't we went four games without conceding a goal mm. we'd have quite fancied ourselves against him well it depends um, whether he's played at Palace because he won't he'll have two days he'll have two days between yeah, Palace well and... let's assume he doesn't play but he'll have another oh, is it only two days after yeah, yeah. 26th, 28th and 1st well yeah. I think so he's time. the key yeah uh, I take uh, <clears throat> three to four points from those three games Jim? Yeah, four Nick. point four points four points would be would be would be a good solid return from those games. I think. Yeah, and I think it'll be hopefully a, 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 a hopefully an entertaining point in a score draw at Palace. Uh, I don't think we'll, I think we'll lose to Leicester. They'll come, they're going to bounce back, and I think we'll beat Bournemouth at home. I'm going to say four points, but that we beat Leicester. <laughs> Interesting. But come what may. I don't think we should... I mean, assuming we don't go a disastrous run and lose all three and then the next one, I think we have to stick to Pellegrini for the season because I just don't see any options. And then well, that's interesting. Start again yeah, well... Yeah, I mean, I'm really confused about it. I'm flip-flopping with him, really, because I, I felt he was heading heading nowhere up until... Well, first of all, the Chelsea game. And there's a, I mean, we won our last two away games, haven't we? Yeah. And, yeah. And, and with decent performances as well, with players putting energy into it. So I think, well, what kind of, you know, then it seems bizarre that you get the kind of performance that you get in between times. Yeah. So, yes, it's oh, I don't know. It's who's going to turn up. I mean, if they turn up and they really work, then then they're a decent team. Then we're not a bad side. Not. No, we're no. not a bad side. Um, you know, it, it's just... It, 
you know, getting them into a shape that 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 works with the makes the most of the, the players we've got. And they've just got to put a shift in. I mean, well, we'll see. Thing. Uh, that's uh, those games are coming up, and yes. we will doubtless see you after those games have been played, and uh, we'll. Uh, there will be a moratorium on how those yeah. games went. Uh, in the meantime, uh, have a happy Christmas, everyone. Yeah. Uh, and uh, um, quite an exciting period of games for us to go and see. Two homers, uh, yes. the 28th and the 1st. Yeah. Yeah. So there'll be, a, you know, hopefully a festive rocking atmosphere at Upton uh, Park. <laughs> the, uh, the if Thund- only, if only. The Thunderdome for those uh, games. Um, with me have been Jim Grant. Cheerio. Happy Christmas, Jim. Oh, thank you. And, and to you. So. Russell Raphael. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Thank you very much. Uh, my name is Phil Whelans. Come on, your hands. This is a Playback Media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at westhampodcast.com. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.